we might be sleeping on Braden Shoemake as a legitimate prospect. We'll talk about that and all of the other prospect rankings as MLB Pipeline put out their new top 30 for the Atlanta Braves last week on this Miners Monday episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where you you can see some of my writing and other materials as well. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. If you're new, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you're watching this video, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button if you would, as it helps support the show a ton whenever you do that. Also, thank you so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day, whether you're listening to us on the way to work, while you're walking or running, or whether on the way home from work, I really appreciate it. I know there's a lot of great stuff out there to listen to, so I really do appreciate each time that you decide to turn on Lockdown Braves. This is a Miners Monday episode. We're going to go over the newly released MLB Pipeline Top 30 Prospect list for the Atlanta Braves. I'll give you some of my thoughts. Of course, already did my top 10 and went over that with Lindsey Crosby several weeks ago as well, if you want to go back and check that out. But I'm going to go over MLB Pipeline's Top 30 because I think it's a very important list to go through because those guys and what they do is they're talking to, to evaluators, scouts, in the Brave system to get a good idea of how they feel about these players. And then also, you know, they take in their own thoughts based on what they see and the numbers and all of that. But, you know, they're really in tune with the players in, or the people in the organization who are watching these players. So I think you have to take a lot of stock into what these guys put together in their list. And I think it's one of the better lists out there for sure. There's definitely some good ones as well as Baseball America over there. But I want to go through LA Pipeline's top 30 and just kind of give you my thoughts and comments on where they have some players ranked. Um, now, looking at the top 10 for the Atlanta Braves, they have you know, the usual suspects that you would expect to see in their top 10. But it's ranked in a little bit different order than I have them because in my list, I was going based strictly on upside. And they are not doing that. And you will even notice that when you read through some of the comments on each players. If you open up and look at the snippets on each players, they'll tell you which ones, for the most part, that they think have more upside than others. But their top 10 includes Jared Schuster, Owen Murphy, J.R. Ritchie, A.J. smith Shaver. Cole Phillips, Braden Shoemake, and Spencer Schwellenbach, Darius Vines, Ambiores Taveras, and Dylan Dodd. Um, not, uh, not all that you know, absurd of a list for sure. Like I said, that's the usual suspects in the top 10, except for one and Braden Shoemake, which I'll talk about a little bit more here in a second. But they have Jared Schuster at the top. And I've seen other outlets put Schuster at the top. I think he is the safest bet and the safest pick among these top players to reach a big league rotation and stick in a big league 
rotation. And they noticed that again, he's ranked first on their list. But if you read the snippet about him, they'll say he doesn't have a very high ceiling, but his combination of stuff and command gives him the ability to be a solid big league starter. So they have him ranked first just based on his projectability to become a solid major league starter. Not a lot of upside there. You're th- talking you know, number three or back of the rotation type starter. As for Murphy, you know, a guy with good makeup, throws plenty of strikes, but not much projection in his 6-1 frame is kind of their note on him. You know, not a big guy, so perhaps not a lot to grow into there. Same as for J.R. Ritchie, and I kind of view those two being a little bit the same. Good makeup, throw strikes, a lot of pitches, repeatable delivery, you know, solid bet to be, you know, a mid-rotation type of starter. And that's, you know, kind of what my take on them was as well when I did my rankings. They got A.J. Smith-Shelver fourth. That's who I had at the top of my list. And again, if you read through their write-up on him, they mention there's high upside, but it's high risk, high reward. You know, a growing growing into a six-foot-three frame with a big fastball that has some arm side run and still developing raw talent but again they admit high risk high reward high upside with aj smith shawver cole phillips they mentioned big fastball a nathan evaldi comp again i i like cole phillips a lot i think he has the ability to become a top of the rotation type starter uh, but obviously having tommy john we got to see how he responds from that and how he comes back i'm gonna skip over shoemaker for a minute they have schwellenbach at seven um Again, you know, upside here with him. We just haven't seen it because of the Tommy John. Um, but, you know, somebody who they said has three-plus pitches that could throw for strikes before the injury. If he comes back from the injury fine and still able to do that, I think we're talking about somebody who would be more towards the top of this list and somebody who's a top-of-the-rotation type arm. little surprise they went with Darius Vines at eight. Um, I like Darius Vines. I think he could be a solid starter good athlete you know who can throw a lot throws a lot at you a lot of pitches that he can command but they mentioned a chance to stick at the back of the rotation and then ambioris Tavares, who i'm fine with here i had him as one of my highest rated bats as well and i think that's you know the feeling in this system that if there is going to be a bat that breaks out it's going to be Tavares, but just haven't seen him in full season ball yet but they mentioned his ability for big raw power and a plus arm to stay at shortstop and then 10th on the list is a guy that's getting a lot of love in spring training already and has looked really good so far, and that's Dylan Dodd and perhaps somebody that could move up this list by midseason if he's not already in the big leagues. But they mention him as a strike thrower with a repeatable delivery, which is something you hear on just about all of these Braves pitchers, which I think should tell you something. They're looking for guys who can throw strikes, guys who have an easy delivery that they can repeat. But they put Dodd ceiling at a, at a number four, number five type. I think there's perhaps chance for a little more that he could be a mid-rotation type of guy. That fastball that we've seen in spring training just has a ton of life on it. Now, the last one I want to go over here is Braden Shoemake because he's somebody that hasn't been in my top 10 for the Braves for years now. He's somebody that I've mentioned on here for a while that I view as just strictly a utility player, and I still believe that. But they have enough confidence in him still to put him at sixth overall. And I get it. It's a Braves farm system that is shallow already. But the fact they put him there 
tells me that they're still hearing things in the Braves system about Shoemake that give them the thought that he could still become an everyday regular player, which is not something I've thought about Braden Shoemake for essentially you know years now at this point. Really, even going back to when he was drafted, I didn't, you know, even being a first round pick, I just did not think he had what it takes to be an everyday player. And I still don't know that I believe that quite yet, but I think that's a very aggressive ranking for him. And again, that to me tells me that they're hearing something from the Braves to indicate that. And I think a big part of that as well, and they mentioned this in the write up on him, is that he's easily become one of the best defensive shortstops in especially certainly in the brave system but i think even more widespread in, in minor league baseball he has turned himself into a plus defender that can stay at shortstop when that was a question about him when he got drafted is could he stay at shortstop there's very little question about that now and so i think his floor as a really solid defensive player is what has led them to keep him in the braves top 10 and give him you know, a shot to become an everyday player at the big league level. Now, they mention he needs to make more consistent hard contact, but they talk about the fact that he did better at that later in the year before he unfortunately got injured. We didn't get to see more of that, but they talk about the fact that he cut down on his strikeout rate, started to make more contact, has the ability to make some hard contact, and if that continues and the defense already being plus, then perhaps he has a chance to be an everyday big league shortstop i'm not saying he's gonna you know jump von grissom in spring training because i think grissom's hit tool is just that good um but you know it could be a solid backup option and perhaps we see him you know push forward time on the bench in a utility type role and can back up von grissom or if grissom were to get injured then shoemate could be a possibility there so that to me was by far the most interesting part of these rankings is the fact that they still have Shoemaker in their top 10 and not just in the top 10. They have him ranked sixth overall. So I thought that was very telling from what they're hearing from the Braves about Braden Shoemaker. And they mentioned that other teams have reached out to the Braves about Shoemaker because of his strides defensively. So again, that to me, just overall in their top 30, that was my big takeaway. But there are some very interesting, other very interesting rankings that they have further down in the top 30 that I want to talk to, including my favorite bat in the Brave system who had a big jump in their rankings as well, and Ignacio Alvarez. We'll talk about him next. If you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my one of my goals was to eat healthier, and Built Bar is certainly helping me do that. But you know, I don't just want to eat healthy and eat a bunch of stuff that tastes terrible. I want to eat healthy and eat something that I enjoy. And that's why I love Built Bars, because not only are they good for you, but they are so delicious, covered in 100% real chocolate. You got your cookies and cream, the peanut butter brownie, which are my favorite. Salted caramel is a good one as well. They got coconut out there for the coconut lovers. But these things taste amazing it's just like eating a candy bar except there's only 130 calories four grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein and we've been telling you for a while how you can go to built.com to get yourself a box of these but now you can go to walmart and get yourself a four bar box or go to sam's club and get yourself a 13 bar box so however you want to go get your built bars make sure that you go get yourself a box today 
Getting into the rest of the top 30 for the Atlanta Braves from MLB Pipeline, you look at the the rest of the guys on this list, and there is you know a pretty significant drop off. But some players that I think have some upside. You see, Victor Vodnik at eleven hasn't had a great spring training, but I've talked about him a lot as somebody that he can stay healthy, command his pitches. He has the ability to be a a high leverage setup guy in the future. Adam Meyer, a guy they just drafted, who has some big upside as well. Uh, Cal Conley, who I think can be a solid utility player same for uh, Luke Waddell who's further down the list Jesse Franklin we've talked about is perhaps somebody if he comes back from his injury this year and puts up some good numbers that he's somebody that could perhaps be in the outfield mix here pretty soon I've kind of lightly put a Jock Peterson type comp on him because of that left-handed power that he has and he could be a solid platoon player from the left side with big power I think that could be Jesse Franklin someday. Then you see my guy, Ignacio Alvarez, at 15th overall. I was obviously much higher on him. I think I had him ranked either fourth or fifth overall in my rankings. But big hit tool. If the power comes along, it's just going to be that much better. He's athletic and has a strong enough arm to play on the left side of the infield. So I love Ignacio and Nacho Alvarez. And they had him on 15th. He was not there at all when they, they put out their end-of-season rankings last year. It may have been their mid-season rankings after the draft. He jumps over the other two big bats that were taken in last year's draft and David McCabe and Drake Ballwood. It moves all the way up to 15th. So that's a really big jump for Ignacio Alvarez. Luis Guanipa at 16th, the latest international signing prospect. They put him over other in, international signees like Brandal Mesquita, Diego Benitez, and others. Um, Seth Keller, I think, is an, an interesting arm at 20th overall that we'll have to watch this upcoming season. As for 21 through 30, Rodri Munez, who's looked pretty solid in spring training so far for the Braves, comes in at 21. Unfortunately, Blake Burkhalter at 20, at coming in at 22, as we know now, is going to have Tommy John surgery and miss all of 2023. But he's somebody when he comes back again, you know, everybody responds differently to that surgery, but success rates are much better nowadays. I think he's somebody that could move quickly and get into the Braves bullpen. You have the aforementioned Drake Baldwin and David McCabe at 23 and 24. Look, the Braves need some bats to take off uh, at the minor league level for sure. And I think Baldwin and McCabe can certainly do that. I'm looking forward to seeing them in this upcoming season, just what they can do as some college bats with a lot of experience that I think could move quickly if they get going. At the the lower levels, Baldwin, you know, Braves thought enough of him. They brought him into camp. I know he got into a game the other day. He hasn't played a lot, but at least somebody that's in camp, hopefully going to get some good experience from Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. Uh, Douglas Glott at 25, I think somebody who has some big potential. Uh, Adam Shoemaker, a guy they're bringing along slowly, but perhaps has some upside. And Tyler Tolby, a guy, another catcher we've seen in spring training, who I think has some power that's coming. He's solid behind the plate as well. I think he's going to give the Braves some good catching depth in the minor league system. But that's the top 30 from MLB Pipeline. Again, I think it's a pretty interesting list to look at. Certainly not the best top 30 the Braves have ever put out. But as we mentioned, when I did my top 10, I think there are some guys in there with some really interesting upside. And again, just a big takeaway from for me in all of this is Braden Shoemake being sixth overall. Um, perhaps I'm unjustly 
uh, ranking him because I just view him as a utility player. I'd put him in the same category as Cal Conley, as Luke Waddell, as guys who I think could be solid bench utility type players, but not guys that I, I view as everyday options at the major league level. But again, if that hit tool comes around for Shoemake and the strides that he's made defensively, becoming the best defensive player, definitely the best defensive infielder in the system, then perhaps there's there's something there. And perhaps even if you know Von Grissom takes over the shortstop job, then maybe Shoemake becomes a, a really solid trade chip if the Braves need to make an improvement in the outfield or somewhere else later this season. So certainly something to keep an eye on there. Braves uh, Braves regulars look ready to go in spring training, especially Acuna and Olsen at the top of the order, and Riley had a couple of big home runs over the weekend as well. I'll give you my weekend takeaways here next. These days, every new position potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have success to the best to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And I want to thank all of you being patient for me if you're watching on YouTube as I try to work in these slides for you. I hope you're enjoying that. Let me know if you do enjoy this new slide feature that I've been using on YouTube here lately. If you're just listening on the audio, you don't have to worry about all the hiccups. Uh, that I have as I've been trying to introduce these slides, but trying to make this obviously more interactive for the fans and the listeners as always. A um, couple of game notes from over the weekend and starting to see some of these are being on TV. Uh, we're again, like I mentioned last week, I don't know why we can't do this in 2023, but just set up some cameras, feed in the radio announcers, and that's good enough. And that's what we're seeing them start to do over the weekend. I know the Braves were on Saturday and Sunday, uh, the Twins game on Saturday was on and got to watch that one. The game Sunday against the Yankees was on as well. So hopefully that's something that they continue uh, to do in spring training. Again, I don't know why we can't do that in 2023. But the main guys are ready to go. Acuna and Olsen especially have been hot all spring. We've seen Riley heat up over the weekend with some massive home run shots. Bryce Elder and Ian Anderson looked better their second time through in spring training. Elder versus Astros on Friday. Three innings, just one hit, no walks, no earned, and three strikeouts. Ian Anderson versus the Yankees on Sunday in relief. Two and, thir- two and one third innings, one hit, two walks, one run, was not earned, and five strikeouts. Charlie Morton, Max Fried, and Spencer Strider all had solid outings over the weekend as well. Eli White continues to be a hit machine. He has at least one hit in six of seven games this spring, including three extra base hits. Bullpen guys looked good as well. Chavez made a start last week and looked solid in a couple of innings and then came out in relief over the weekend and had another clean inning. I think he is just securing that final bullpen spot for the Braves. But 
Nick Anderson looked good as well. He struck out the side on Saturday and had his velocity up to 95. So great things to see there from Nick Anderson. Vaughn Grissom continuing to keep up with his play defensively. And it was two for two in ground ball opportunities on Sunday. Didn't get any uh, ground balls on Saturday, but continues to make the plays there defensively. So that's great to see. A little bit of news update on Mike Soroka was reported on Saturday that he threw a short box bullpen session, which uh, was a new term to me, but a bullpen session off the mound, but the catcher uh, is at a shorter distance, so a shorter throw. All things went well. I mentioned a couple of days ago, I guess, that you know the steps for Mike Soroka, we need to see him throw a bullpen. This was a short box bullpen, so I guess the next step would be to throw a full bullpen, then face live batters in a live BP situation, and then perhaps we see him make his first Grapefruit League start. I don't think it's been officially said yet, but I'm pretty sure this means that he's going to be delayed to start the season. We're not going to see him opening day, which means the fifth starter spot is down to Ian Anderson and Bryce Helder and Dylan Dodd and Colby Allard at this point, maybe even Jesse Chavez. But I think Soroka is out for opening day. I think he's just starting to get too far behind. Um, again, even if he, he were to throw a bullpen early this week, and throw live BP over the weekend. You know, we're talking about him not making his first Grapefruit League start until the 13th or the 15th, you know, midway through March. You know, he could maybe still get two or, two or three starts in before the start of the regular season. But as I've said, it's not like you were expecting him to make 30 starts this year and throw 170 innings. I think at most he makes 20, 25 starts, throws 120 to 130 innings. So makes sense. He's not feeling the best in spring training, move him, bring him along slowly and, you know, you know, kind of delay him early and later because hopefully later he's ready to go and he's looking like Mike Soroka and it's helping the Braves win a division and win a World Series. Certainly would love to see that happen. All right, that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your second listen to Locked On MLB Prospects Podcast with host Lindsey Crosby talks about the biggest and brightest stars of tomorrow. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shorts.Ball. Also make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves Podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, 
and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.